0: Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio show. You're listening to Barber's Zone Radio. Enter the Barber Zone with your man, your host, Chavez. Moment coming right here from the new location. We're almost open, but our right, new location, twenty five. I'm sorry, that's the old address. gotta get that out of my head, y'all. Sorry about that. The new location. In the Great Southern Shopping Center, 3719 South High Street. Y'all, welcome to another show, another Monday, another week. You know, I, I'm sorry, y'all. First of all, I gotta apologize. We've been off for a minute. Um, we had some scheduling issues. You know, with the new with the new shop and everything, things just got out of whack. So, um, appreciate all the love and all the support from everybody. We love y'all here at the Barber Zone. All the texts, all the emails, all the calls, shows that you support and you love us, and we say thank you. All right, y'all. If you're listening, you may be listening on the internet, which is blogtalkradio.com slash Barber Zone, or if you want to call in the number 347 we got a show for you tonight. For This show was for all barbers. All potential barbers, this show right here, this is going to be one of our better shows. This one right here is about, it's not about opinion, this is about true education. The history of barbering and the history of the Barber Museum. I'm sorry, let me get it right. The Ed Jeffers Barber Museum. Y'all hear me talk about it all, all the time, and yes, it's located here in the central Columbus area, Um it's a town called Canal Winchester. So, yes, we do have a museum which holds the history to our trade. It was a vision of uh, Mr. Ed Jeffers, who, um, rest in peace, and thank you for leaving us this this, this legacy and leaving us. This piece of history that we can go back to, but I, you know, I had a, a few chances to talk to Mr. Jeffers. He actually was there and tested me on my state board test. I still have, I still have the picture to this day. So uh, getting to, getting to talk to him and then, you know, getting to see his vision come true and come to fruition is, is, is I feel honored myself. So, uh, you yeah, know, a great show. Barb is on radio. Make sure y'all listen in, 347 637 Before we go into any events or anything else, y'all know what we got. To do. Y'all know how we start the Barber Zone off. We start the Barber going off by, we got to get at things, you know. A lot of people call them prayers. I call them shout outs, whatever you want to call them. But take time every day to just say, Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity for us to behold your grace, your mercy, because we're not worthy, but so we just have to say thank you and be appreciative of everything you do for us. Now, Father, thank you for blessing the Barber Zone in the way that you have. You've increased our territory, and just let us be good stewards that we may be able to maintain and grow the vision that you have for us. As we go on on this show, let the information that, that, that comes today be a benefit to someone's career, that they may know the proud heritage and the proud background that we come from. Let this show be a, physical, a, a, a vehicle of positivity. Anything that's said may be taken in a positive light. So, Father, as we go on, we just say thank you for your coverage, thank you for your grace, and thank you for our mercy, because we're not worthy, but you give it to us anyway. So as we go on, we say, in your son Jesus' name, let us be better than we were the day before. Let us bless someone how you've blessed us. In your son Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Um, we got an awesome man. He's actually on hold, and I appreciate you for holding, that's going, to, that's going to give us the history of barbering and the barber museum. Y'all, there's also, there's, there's. There's a campaign going on, and I'm sure he'll touch on it. We need funding. We need funding for the barber Museum to go on. So as you listen to him, get a piece of paper, write down the information he gives you so we can donate to this museum. Because this is our history. This is nobody else's history. This is the history of our trade. And if we don't support it and if we don't nurture it, it may be taken away. So, uh... Mike, hold on, I got you a couple more seconds. Uh yo, we got we got a couple of events coming up here. Uh we all know all all know about the Barber Brothers show that'll be in Atlanta, August twenty through the th- 23rd. Get your tickets at Barnabrothers dot com. They're still uh, I believe they still may be half off. Or you can always you can always visit visit the official site for the Barber Zone, which is barberzone.org. dot org. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter uh, become a fan. Become a uh, become a fan on on Blog Talk Radio also. So we got we got a few other events. We'll be down in, in Texas September fourth. All in Texas, CBJ, and, and 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 sure you got the bottle battle going on. So we'll be down there. Um, we also y'all y'all can come to Columbus to actually see the museum in person. Actually see it in person. What Mike is going to tell you and the pictures you see, you can see that in person. We'll be having the premiere, the premiere show, the Mid, the Mid America Beauty Classic, it's October twenty third and twenty fourth here in Columbus, and I'm gonna work with Mike, and we're gonna see about doing some tours to the, uh, to the museum. So, um, without further ado, we have Mr. Mike Appaletti. He's 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 the the president of the Canal Winchester Historical Society. And he's the director of the Ed Jeffers Barber Museum. So we're gonna get him on a and, and, and we're gonna we're gonna pick his head and we're gonna see what he got for us.
2: Welcome well, to Barber's on radio, Mike. Well thank you. Thank you very much, uh, uh it's it's a pleasure to be on here and uh it's uh it's great to be uh talking about the uh History of Barbering the Barber Museum which uh is is just a unique if if you haven't been there it's it's just fantastic uh most people that go there they just they're odd when they go up there and see how much uh artifacts that we do have in the uh history of barbering uh,
1: Mike, but, I I've been there a couple times as, as you know and and you got if you want to see some if you want to see some pictures I'm actually posting pictures right now on on the Barber Zone Facebook page. So go to the Barber Zone Facebook page and I'm posting pictures right now of the last time we were at the Barber Museum and Mike you're hearing some of the pictures, but I have maybe almost a hundred pictures on here
2: of the museum. So uh, Mike, Yeah, we, we really appreci yeah. Yours, we, yeah, we we really appreciate that and uh I'm sure, you know, Ed Ed's up there looking down and uh, uh, looking after us. But uh, uh, a little history behind how we got the museum. First, it was uh, probably about five years prior to his death. I wrote a letter of intent, and uh, as a historian and, and president of the historical society, and I because uh, there was rumors that. Uh, Logan Baskets wanted to buy it, the Smithsonian Institute wanted to buy it, and there was a number of other museums that wanted to buy that collection. And Ed's intention was to keep it in Canal Winchester uh, and keep it here in central Ohio. Uh, he was born here in Canal Winchester. He graduated from Canal Winchester High School, went into the Army. He also graduated from the uh, Andrews Barber College in Columbus. He was a barber from... Uh, Nineteen fifty seven to nineteen seventy two. And uh after that he was the executive director of the Ohio State Barber Board for twenty five years, uh communications director of the National Barber Board of America, and he served as executive director for twenty years. He's he was administrator of the national exam. Uh like you said, he uh he gave you your exam, right, Chavez? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh
1: <laughs>
2: um and he was uh he was ahead of that for 6 years and then then he devoted the rest of his time the uh um for the barber museum uh the barber we also house the hall of fame and there's a lot of people that don't know that the there is a barbering hall of fame that was actually founded in 1965 and um uh, it was dedicated in 1968 by Raymond Andrew. He was the head of the Andrews Barber College. And it was located down on uh, uh, North High Street in Columbus and then finally moved uh, here to the Barber Museum. So we house the Hall of Fame. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, but uh, uh, the purpose of the Hall of Fame was to honor those who distinguished themselves by doing some uh, outstanding contributions and furthering the uh, barbering profession. So you didn't have to be a barber to be in it, but you had to do something uh, um, uh progressive for the barbering industry. Exactly.
1: And and Mike I I also have some, I do have some pictures of of the um the poster of the right. Ball of Fame. Uh, yeah. and, and, that, and and you guys when you see the pictures that's me and that's Howard Warner who's the um the he's the executive of, of, director
2: of Ohio right now.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh, famous people up there. Elijah Pierce, uh probably better known as a artist, a folk artist than he is a barber, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh the Andes, uh, uh Mr. Andes is up there, the ones that make the Clippers, uh William Marvey's in there. Uh they make the Poles. In fact, Bob Marvey is Pardon?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, ahead. Yeah, he, they made the barber poles. Uh, in fact, his uh, uh, Bob Marbury was here just recently for a convention, and uh, was amazed that we have seventy-one barber poles in the uh, museum. Uh, so there's there's a lot to see.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mike, Mike, if you would give us give us some of the things that are that are in the museum that people wouldn't even realize. Like um, one thing, speak about the. The, the origin of the shaving mug and the shaving mugs with the lithographs
2: in them. Right. Um, we have a, a large collection, probably over six, between six and seven hundred shaving mugs. And um, we have them in different categories. There's the uh, signature mug, which uh, has your signature on it, there's the personal mug that has your name on it. Uh, We have occupational mugs, which uh, would uh, denote, uh, like if you were a doctor, an attorney, a railroader, uh, those are called professional mugs. Uh, We have fraternal mugs, which if you were a member of, say, the Masons, the Knights of Columbus, the Knights of the Pythias, uh, we have those mugs. Uh, We have some travel mugs. We have... uh, a mug called transfer mugs, which means the picture was transferred onto the uh, um, mug itself and not really painted on. And we also have uh, photographic mugs. A lot of people have their picture on their mugs. And there's quite a few mug collectors across the country. Uh, And a mug signified, when you went to the barbershop for the first time, and you, you walked in there, you could tell how good his business is by the number of mugs he had hanging on the wall there. Uh, the more mugs, obviously, the more customers. So when the first time you went there to get a haircut, he would issue a mug with a number on it, and that number was your number, and then in the meantime, he would give you a uh, catalog to order your own personal mug. So you could order whatever kind of mug that you had, and that mug stayed there in the barbershops. Um uh, uh the also the numbered mugs were used in hotels. So the collectors have two stories on that. They uh they uh, tell about the uh the hotel mugs and then the uh, mugs that are used in the uh, uh barber shop uh until the other ones are ordered. But Most people went to the barbershop two or three times a week to get shaved because it was so dangerous to to shave with a straight razor, and they didn't have the antibiotics and things that uh, uh, we have today. So if you nicked yourself, it it could get pretty nasty. So a lot of the people didn't uh, like to uh, uh, do their own shaving. And we have two special mugs there called uh, lithopane and in the if you look in the bottom of the cup it's just got some ridges and and things but if you put it up to the light you can see an image uh we have an image one of a cherub and then we have one of a family so uh uh i could never understand that because most of the time you had a piece of soap in there and you could never see that but <laughs> but i guess it, i guess it was a good gimmick at the time to so. sell <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and, and, and and it was nice to see because when we when we were in the museum and you put them up, we we're like, wow. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean that's just something to think about when you went in the barbershop. You had your own mug, and that's they that basically stated what class you were in, the type of design that you had on your mug. So that was real fascinating to see. Mike, I want to um I, I want to take a second here and, and and read something before we go into the barber code.
2: Okay, um, go ahead.
1: Y'all, um, you listen to Barbazone Radio. Enter the Barber Zone number three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. If you want, if you want your voice to be heard, press one will get you on the line, or check us out if you're online. BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Barber I see we got a few people here on the line holding on, listening it. Uh, we got callers from the six zero nine, the six one zero. And we also got one from the 614. So appreciate y'all holding on. Hold on a little bit longer because we're going to pick Mike's brain for a minute. But I, I want to read something. Um, and you guys, if, if you want any information on what's going on at the Barber Museum or whatever, check out the official Barber Zone website, barberzone.org. We've got the uh, history of the Barber pole. We've got the Barber Museum. We've got the links to the National Barber uh National Barber Board. So check us out. We got a few links there. So, but um, I'm looking at an article, um, barbering through the ages, and it says the origin of the barber pole. The mar- the modern barber pole originated in the days when bloodletting was one of the primary duties of a barber. Two spiral ribbons painted around the pole represented the two long bandages, excuse me, which twisted around the arm during the bloodletting, and the other with fine afterwards. Originally when not in use the pole with the bandages with wait a minute, excuse me. The the old article? The bandages wound around it so that the image would come together when needed. Was that hung at the door as a sign. But later to convenience, instead of hanging out instead of hanging out the original barber pole, another one was painted imitation of it, giving the permanent place on the outside of the barber shop. This was the beginning of the modern barber pole. So, Mike, talk about the barber pole and how it's changed over the years, but how it's also remained the same.
2: Well, first of all, um, going back to the Middle Ages, uh, the barbers uh, not only were the um, cut hair, but they also were the surgeons and the dentists. So uh, uh, they practiced not only uh, cutting hair, but dressed wounds and surgical operations. They, uh, there was an organization formed in, uh, in France in the 13th century and in England, and the barbers had two classes, those who practiced barbering and those who practiced surgery. And um, uh, I think it was in 1450, uh, the Surgeons Guild and the Barber Company was united and there was a law, there was an actual law that uh, no one during surgery should practice barbering and no one, no barber should be practicing in any phase of surgery except the pulling of teeth. So <laughs> you could have your, uh, the, even though at the at the museum I kind of kid people when they come through, it, it used to be that uh, you could go to the barber and have your appendix out, teeth pulled and hair cut all in one fell swoop. Well, that wasn't totally yeah, that wasn't totally true, but uh uh finally wow. I think it was in 1745 uh uh they separated the uh, barbers and the surgeons. Even though the barbers still uh kept uh, uh doing bloodletting. And that was a eno- that that was the institution of the pole. Um bloodletting, they felt that by um uh bleeding you that you would get the impurities out of your body. Uh, And, not you know, of course, today we know that it's the blood that carries the antibodies that fights the disease. But back then they thought the blood was the disease. So they'd have you, like, grab a pole, and they'd cut. And we have a lot of instruments in the museum, bloodletting tools. And they'd cut, and you would bleed into a bowl. When he felt that you bled enough, he'd wrap it up with a bandage and when you stop bleeding he tossed the, the 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 uh bandage up on the pole thus the first barber poles were only red and white okay it was later on when they thought by aerating the veins that they put the blue stripe in so the pole itself uh consists of red white and blue but that has nothing to do with uh um uh, uh, being patriotic uh the, the red black. was for yeah the red was for blood the white was for bandages and the blue for veins yeah. and that's how the barber pole uh came about and to this day it, it's it's red white and blue in fact george washington yeah george washington uh, he was bled so much that he died. Not he died of a um, uh, pneumonia and a windpipe infection, but he was bled so much that he didn't have the antibodies in his to fight these uh, common disease. He was too weak. So wow. I think they they killed more people during during by bloodletting than they did sure. actually save them.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I, oh, hey Mike, I want to. I wanna... Read something here because I, I I read this and this was interesting. Okay, um, it talks about the decline of of the barber profession. You you talked about back in um, 1745 how they uh, separated. And it, it says this marked the decline of the barber uh, the barber profession. Similar action was taken in France under the reign of of Louis XIV towards the end of the 18th century. Barbers in Europe have declined. Completely relinquished their right to perform any operations of surgery and dentistry, except in small towns and in way out places where doctors and dentists were not attainable. After the barbers were were prohibited from practicing medicine, surgery, and dentistry, they became mere mechanics and servants, such such of the whim of fashion. When wigs, now y'all listen to this, when wigs became the fashion during the 18th and part of the 19th century, barbers became wig makers. Did y'all hear that? We started That's making wigs. It wasn't the it wasn't cosmetologists, it was the barbers. Their profession had lost its ancient dignity, and the barbers had become laborers instead of professional men. In England and America and all over the civilized world, the decline of the barber was a spectacle for all to see. Barbershops became hangout places where low characters assembled, smutty stories, malicious, scandalous, and gossip of all kinds characterized the barbershop. A barbershop was a place where men with lower instincts
2: and, and women dared not to enter. Wow. Yes, that, that, is, that is true, but uh, the barber profession at the turn of the century, in the 20s and 30s, it became more uh, re- renowned uh uh unlike back in the 171800s uh the profession picked up a while uh, uh barbers they they uh, they had uh, shirt and ties on uh they were very well presented and this would have been in the oh say 1910 to 1940 uh, yes. so it did come back around but then once again The profession went back, and it became one of those. Well, it's a hangout place, and uh, uh, it's a place to uh, just uh, find all the gossip out in the town.
1: Well, and and, and see if see some people, and we have discussions about this sometimes. And some people look at it like that. I look at it as like a cornerstone of the neighborhood. If you know, if, if you needed information or. Uh, many things going on. You can go to the barber shop. So right. I, that was so, a, that, that, that That's an essential part of a neighborhood. B- b- mm-hmm. Besides the grocery store, the barber and beauty shop was the next major essential place in the neighborhood. So we've we've come around full circle, and, and now it's time for us to and in, in, increase uh, increase our our our, presentation, our our place in the society because. Uh, I don't know if you heard me say this, Mike, but barbers—we are the most highly respected trade, but we're the least advertised and the least appreciated until people really need us. If you look, um, say say if you go, if if you go sign up for something, and and they have occupations, they have every occupation except for barber. Yeah, they're not.
2: Yeah, they're um, look, not treated. You go
1: outside, we're, we're not treated with the we're not treated with the high respect that we're due.
2: Right. So and uh once again uh it goes back to well during the uh, during the 1800s most men were all clean-shaven but uh that was during the slavery uh era. And most of the uh, barbers back then were the slaves, so they were the black barbers. And then uh, after um, slavery, the profession picked up again. That's when more and more people, uh, white, whatever, went into the profession. And it became, uh, in fact, up until the 1980s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, they used to have a union. You had a Journey Barber International Union. And, uh, uh they were just like the AFL uh, the united uh, auto workers uh it was a uh, uh respected uh, profession Yeah. and, and, and see
1: Mike and, and and that's something that um that, that I've talked about on the show before um we've had questions like why is you know why does it seem like the trade is going down and the um the you know the the, the quality and the cohesiveness why is it not there and came up with came up with one major point, like you, you just came up with. We don't have a uh, a base standard for barbering. There's no there's, there's there's no base on how much a haircut to cost. I'm, and I'm talking about across the board. Now you know being in, here in being here in Ohio, we have some of the most trended laws in, in the country. As far as a governing body, a voice for barbering, we don't have that. You know, if, if if you're if you're a doctor, there's there's a society for the doctors or the association for the doctors, the dentists, the teachers, the auto workers, the policemen, the firemen. Everybody has a governor's body, except for barbers.
2: Uh, That's true, and and that's that's part of the problem, like you said, because every state is different. In fact, there's yeah. one state that you don't even have to have a license. All you have to do is Alabama. have a pair of clippers and you can call yourself a barber. Alabama. Uh, Alabama, right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, a lot of people, you know, when I come to the museum, I, says, um, I tell them that you have to be licensed in all 49 states. And they say, why 49? I says, well, there's one that uh, doesn't require a license. And they start guessing, you know, Alaska, Hawaii, you
1: know. But and, it's Alabama
2: it's Alabama and um uh, Alabama uh, yes sir so uh there's uh there's problem you know there's problems there so it's, it everybody has that's what the national barber board is i guess trying to do too is to try to coordinate everything and uh i don't know um if they're succeeding um or not but uh, they're trying are going to
1: work on it but well, um next week y'all uh, Next week, he, he he just spoke about it. The national the the National Association of Barber Boards of America. Right. We're uh, we're looking to have Mister Howard Warner on the show next week, talking about the roles of the barber boards. He's the right now. He's the director of that board. Right. Meaning he he he's over the whole country. Not just not just our director here in Ohio. He's a director over the whole country. So we're 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 going to get him on the line so he can speak about the importance of barber board. Um, Seeing y'all y'all if y'all don't live in Ohio, y'all don't know some of the things that we go through. But it's all for the safety of our clients and our barbers. Correct. I see some things. Mike, I go around the country and I see some things, and it just makes me cringe. Like, oh my god! And, and, and this is and this is what I think. I'm like, if Mister Jeffers and Mister Shapers could see this, they would go crazy. Cause I I I remember being in school and seeing them on on a um on a board on a board Monday, and you get one of them Shaper strokes wrong. Or you do something wrong out of order, or let you do something that's really unsanitary. Schaefer will walk right up to you and snatch that, snatch that cape off the client and tell you you're done. And that and that's
2: I the way it right. should be. It it should that's be. Exactor. Yeah, Ed was like that too. I've seen I've seen him go down on somebody that uh, uh, picked. He picked up a pair of shears and called them scissors. Yeah, Which was which yes. was a no-no And he folded well, the I
1: well, uh, the to ever say You're honing and stropping And, and uh, we had like Three or four steps that we had to do before we even Went out Everybody in there honing and stropping And we get some people from these other cities These other schools and they don't know how to do it I've seen people Literally before they get started Their test is over yeah. You didn't know how to hone and strop a razor that's
2: day one.
1: So, y'all, we could go on on about that. Y'all, y'all listen to Barbers on Radio on radio dot com slash Barbers Call in number three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. Check us out, y'all. Press one if you want your voice to be heard. Mike, we gonna go yep. to some callers. We gonna we gonna go to some callers for a minute and see, you know, what questions they might have or comments they may have. Oh, look at Mike? Well, yes. Well, before we go into that, Carlos, I see you six one four the three three zero and the four four three. I see you. We we'll coming to you here in a second, Mike. Um, go into the efforts, um, what you guys are going through to try to get funding for the uh, barber museum. In case there's anybody out there that listens to the show and they like to donate to the barber museum, give them an address or a P.O. box or or how they could get in contact. Maybe some comfort. Uh,
2: well. First of all, uh, we're a non-profit, we're a 501c3 organization, so any donations or money that comes to us can be legitimately written off uh, your taxes, Uh, so you can send the uh, donation to the Ed Jeffers Barber Museum, P.O. Box 15, Canal, Winchester, Ohio, 43110. Um we're a all volunteer organization so nobody on the staff gets paid but we do have expenses. We have uh we have rent to pay, we have insurance to pay, and uh basic upkeep. And at this point it's about seven hundred dollars a month to keep the doors open. Uh and speaking of open, the doors are open only by, at this point by appointment only. We're going to try to get some regular hours here soon on weekends, but uh, right now if you call the number 614-837-8400, uh, we can set up an appointment uh, to tour the museum. Uh, but until we can get some staff, uh, it, it has to go that way. Um Let's see what else did i forget here uh we get a lot of uh donations but we also have to apply for grants so it, it's, a, it's a tough nut to crack when you uh have to uh try to keep raising money uh fortunately ed at the time owned the building so he had no overhead other than you know his uh electric and it was his private collection so um most of his uh, resources went into the, the museum itself. But uh uh since the building's owned by other people now we have to we have rent to pay. Okay. There it is. Y'all, he
1: has information for you. So we about to go to the lines here. We got a okay. caller from six, right here from the six one six one four. We're gonna get him on the line. Welcome Ooh. to Barbers on Radio, caller from the six one four. Who we got on the line with us today? Call from the six one four, must not want to stay in the same game <laughs> uh. all right, we got another one here. Let's see here. calling from the six one oh you know Barber's on Barbara's own radio, who we got on line with us today. We <laughs> just. People just, just must want to listen to you, Mike. Here. <laughs>
2: Nobody's <laughs> asking
1: questions. <laughs> well, hey, well, welcome to Barber's On Radio. We're going to keep moving down the line. We got another caller from the 614. Who we got on the line with this evening? Hello? You're, well? you're live on Barber's On Radio. Who uh, we have on the line
2: with
0: us? Oh, okay. It's Chris Burke. How you doing, man?
2: Yeah, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. You're all right. <laughs> I think I talked to you earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. I, um, I was telling Chavez that I got to, um, got a chance to just to uh, chop it up with you, man, and you are a wealth of information. I must say that.
2: Well, I, I appreciate that. We try. Uh, I, uh, you guys probably know more than I do. I, I'm not even a barber, but uh, I'm into the history of it, so. Uh, you yeah. don't want me to cut. You don't want me to cut your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that right, up but to you guys. Support
0: us, so. You support us, though. You support us the best way you can with your with your uh, experience and knowledge, and that's 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 what we need. We really do need that.
2: Yeah, we've been. Um, uh, I, I should mention this too. Uh, we had a lot of media credits uh, over the years. Uh, the Smith- we were in the Smithsonian Magazine. Tokyo Television did an hour show um uh, at the museum we've been on every major network ABC CBS Fox NBC Discover Channel the History Channel the Travel Channel uh we were in most uh, major uh, newspapers like the Wall Street Journal uh uh Boston Globe Dayton Daily News Chicago Tribune and a lot of local magazines and then recently the uh, the Antique Road Show uh did a show called Hidden Treasures which is a half-hour show that we did on the museum, so we're getting exposure out there, uh, but uh, we need more. Yeah, yeah I, I,
1: I'm, tell, I'm telling y'all, there's some awesome stuff there when, when you see the original handheld clippers, and 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 then you see, excuse me, the the, the original way they used to do perms and and. And they got original washes how they used to wash towels and I mean man it's just so much stuff in the barber mm-hmm. museum and then you see the racks with the mugs on them and the and the antique shaving cases and and stuff they used to use right. in the army and, and 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 if you look at it um, you see me a picture there with that humongous razor I mean <laughs> and, and, <you laughs> yeah know, just I, seeing just seeing I, all I, all, the, all the
2: razors and the old <sighs> props and
1: it's just and the wow.
2: barber <laughs> I refer oh. that to as my Sweeney Todd razor. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we have chairs that go back to the Civil War, and prior to that, I have one Civil War chair in there. Um, I've got some that go back to 1820s, 1830s. Uh, we have mm-hmm. uh, bleeding tools that go back to the fourteen and 1500s. Wow. So, there's there's some unique things in there. Um Oh, yeah, the old
1: cash register, the old, the the, the old cash register.
2: Um, right.
1: It, it That's what I remember right from barber college.
0: Seeing that uh, cash, register, cash that register, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, something to see. The
1: one, the, the one with the classic picture of Elvis in, in, in the barber chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, we have yeah. a, a uh, tremendous amount of photos. We have a library that has over four hundred volumes in it uh we're in the process of trying to put a um, uh, computer uh, together where you can come in and do research if you want to come in and uh uh you can uh, uh look up various different things uh that's that's a major project that we're working on um, we have uh uh shaving kits uh, uh we have over two thousand straight razors so it's just uh Baby chairs. We have ch- uh, children's chairs. So it's just mm-hmm. well, a... Yeah, it, uh, it's, you, you have to come and see. I mean, uh, I could sit here and talk to you all night on the phone or on the radio here, and uh, but until you see it, you really don't uh, uh, appreciate it. Uh, we have rare tonic bottles. Uh, a lot of them are hand-blown and hand-painted. Uh, 71 barber poles, yes. like I told you.
1: It's, okay. it's, y'all, I'm telling y'all, it's it's amazing. And we're uh, I'm sitting here looking at a picture right now, where they have the old tonic bottle and each individual had their own razor. You had your own razor that set by your mug and your tonic bottle. Y'all, check it wow. out. If y'all want to see these, if y'all want to see these pictures, these pictures are on the Barber Zone Facebook page. Check it out. I've I got a lot of pictures here, and I believe Chris has also post, posted some pictures. Um got some pictures of the old Red Cross um sterilizer. Yo, I'm telling y'all, that's a major thing here in Ohio. Yeah,
2: you know, sterilization.
1: That is a very, very major thing. Um they've got the old uh old hair dryer. Y'all, look it out. It's 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 a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in, in the Barber Museum. So let's see here.
0: Um now those uh shelving units where the where you hold the uh the barber um shaving mugs. Yes. Those were actually part of I mean it was standard for a barber shop to have those, right?
2: I mean that's, that's not
0: a display case, that's actually part of, of uh, a barbershop. Right. Shop. There's
2: uh, they're they're called mug racks and uh uh most barber shops that's how you like I said before how you could tell whether he was success- how successful he was by the number of mugs he had so if he had 200 right. mugs up there that means he had 200 customers
0: right uh, so I like those side. mugs that have the little the little caddy on the side where you put the razor and the and the brush in there
2: too. okay that's that's oh. called yeah that's called a scuttle mug because it it's um, uh refers to the scuttle bucket i don't know if you remember the old coal buckets that had that lip on them they were called uh, scuttle buckets. So the uh, scuttle mugs, most of those were personal mugs that you would find at home. You, you didn't see too many of those in the in the barber shops themselves. So those were given to uh, a person like your dad or grandfather or something like that for a, a gift. Uh, some of our uh, uh, sterling silver mugs were were personal gifts, but the occupation, uh, the personal mugs and and the numbered mugs those you would find mostly in a barbershop. Okay. Did,
0: did the barbershop actually sell mugs and brushes?
2: Well, yeah, they would uh, what they would do was uh he would have a catalog there and you could pick your own mug out and then you'd send away for it. Okay. Uh He didn't have a stock of them there. Uh, I'm, I'm sure some of maybe some of the bigger barbershops, uh, had, uh, had something like that. But uh, majority of the barbershops just had a, uh, a place to order them, and he would order them for you. And that's why they issued you the numbered mug, uh, for a while until your, your mug came in. Oh, hmm. right on.
1: Hey, y'all, y'all listening to Barbers on Radio? We've got Mike Capolotti. Capolotti. I'm sorry. I I, Mike, I knew I was going to miss that. Mike, who was the uh, who, who uh, president of the Canal Winchester Historical Society and the director of the Ed Jeffers Barber's Museum? Y'all I see y'all on the line holding holdin on. If you want to call in, you want to ask Mike a question, 347 637 3850. Press 1. Or you can just check us out on, on the internet com slash barbazone. All right, we got some callers on the line. Callers, if you want to ask Mike a question, press 1 and we'll get you on the line. Say so we got a caller here from the 614. It looks like we have some problems getting connected earlier. We'll see if we can get him on now. Welcome to Barbara Zone Radio. Who we got on the line with us this evening? Caller from the 614. Nobody there. Six one four six seven eight. Got you here on the line. But not wanna say anything, so we're gonna keep it moving here. We're gonna keep it moving. We'll mute him out. We'll we'll see if he wants to get here on the minute. But uh Mike, we yeah. appreciate you taking the time and all this information you've given us. Cause, y'all the only way we can get better is to know where we came from. A lot of a, a, a lot of times barbers have problems or they, you know, they don't know how to acclimate to the shop because they don't know the history. They don't know the history of the tools that they're using. So until you get to know your history and you get that knowledge, you're going to be in the shop kind of lost. So, you all know, barber school owners, make sure you teach the history of barbering to your students not just put clippers in their hand and tell them to go out there on the floor and do something. This, this, this barbecue owners, this is what you need to do. You need to make sure you come to Canal Winchester, especially Columbus, Ohio, is a suburb. Come on in. Come get a tour with Mike so he can give you the history of this trade. Don't get in this trade if you don't know about it and you're not loving this trade. We got too many people here doing that. Some people in this trade that's gonna help stand, so we can get this respect and we can get we can get everything we deserve. Cause if y'all don't realize it, without us, the world don't move. And I say that, and I and I say this, in this like, cause when when you go for that big job, when you have that meeting, when you go on that first date, when you're going to the prom. When you've got something important to do, where's the first place you want to run? To the barbershop. So without us, you don't look good. And if you don't look good, you don't feel good. You don't perform good. So barbers, you got to start standing up and get this respect that, that we're due. So, Mike. Yes. Take, take, take some time. If there's anything else you want to share with us,
2: the floor is yours. Floor is mine. Well, once again, we're located in Canal Winchester, uh, 2 South High Street. We're right at the uh, uh, the corner of High and Waterloo, right above Rex's Barbershop and uh, uh, the uh, Wigwam Restaurant. Uh, once again, we're opened uh, by appointment only at this time, uh, hoping to have some regular hours here soon we're trying to promote this on a national basis. We just developed a new uh Barber Board, uh separate from the Historical Society Board, and uh these guys are uh, uh anxious to get things rolling as far as uh trying to uh, uh build um, build some kind of a uh, uh not a money base, but more of a uh, uh knowledge of uh who we are, what we are, and what we're we're trying to do. Uh, We're trying to connect with all the different sects in the uh, country. We uh, we work well with the uh, uh, National Association of Shaving Mug Collectors. We have the uh, uh, bottle collectors. Um, These guys collect a lot of the tonic bottles. We have uh, the uh, razor collectors. We've been talking to uh, companies like Marvy, Schick, uh, Barbersal, and various ones. And uh, these are the guys that hopefully will lead us in, into uh, uh, that area so that we can get funding for the museum.
1: Okay. okay. Hey, and you guys, if you anybody listening, and y'all have any funding ideas, please give Mike a call. Because I, I hate to see um, the state, uh, you know, just phone in or somebody come in. Take this collection and move it somewhere else. That would be that would just be a travesty and 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 uh, really wrong for the vision that that Mr. Jefferson has out and all the work that has gone into it. So y'all, let's protect let's protect our historical place, the Barber Museum. I uh, and Mike, it, it's funny you said that you guys have have a barber board for the Barber Museum. My, my 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 brother saw that in the, um, I think he saw it in one of the papers or online or something. And he started texting me. He said, man, you know they got a new barber board? <laughs> and and then opening it up. And, I mean, he, he was making it. And, and you know, just I'm active in all this stuff. he said, are you going to be on it? He's asking questions. And I'm like, I asked him, I said, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, it's a new barber board and it's going to be in Canal Winchester. <laughs> so I had to tell him I had to, I had to explain to him what it was. He was thinking it was a brand new barber board for the state of Ohio. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, no, this is strictly for the museum. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. y'all. So make sure make sure y'all get out and, and and support the barber museum. Jump on the website. We got the official Barber Zone website, barberzone.org. dot org. We have we have, we have the link there for you. so... Can't say I didn't know, I didn't know, hey, the information here for you, we have, we have Mike on here blessing us with the history of barbering, the history of barbering, so y'all, you gotta know. Uh, yeah, sure Mike, you
0: check out yes,
1: great, hello, oh, I'm sorry,
0: yeah, I was just going to ask you a question, were you done, your I'm Go ahead, sorry, right. yeah, um, you know, when we were talking earlier, I was saying that um, I've been picking picking up a bunch of books, and things to read, just on the history of barbering and, and whatnot. I read two two books. One was this Knights of the Razor, and I can't remember what the guy's name that wrote it. Have you have you ever read that book? Uh,
2: no, so I haven't. Heard about it. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's It's called Knights of the Razor. Of,
0: Knights of the Razor. It's a history of uh, the uh, black barber from
2: uh the civil war period on up until uh World War 1. Ah. <laughs> no, no I haven't, but we've been doing some research on um the uh, Black barbers in the Civil War since this is the uh uh centennial of the Civil War. In the next 4 years here, from 2011 to uh uh 14 is going to be uh-huh. the um you know celebration in the state of ohio has been doing a lot of things about the civil war and one of the things that we were trying to do is do research on the uh, black barbers of the civil war because majority of them during that time uh were of uh african uh, american descent and uh uh the um and a lot of them were slaves like well Elijah Pierce was a son of a slave there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of history with him uh and we right. do have a uh, uh quite a bit but there's also a question Do you have anything
0: he... from him in the library I mean in the uh, museum?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we have we okay. have uh uh we have a number of things in fact I have been in contact there was a play written called Pierce to the Soul and right. um uh, it was a one man play that uh, a lady by the name of uh, Chiquita Mullins Lee, who was at the Ohio State University, uh, mm-hmm. she wrote it, and uh, this uh, actor from uh, Dayton put it on. And it's the story of Eliza Pierce's life told by him. Uh, what he was doing is um, he was waiting in his barber shop, and he he starts telling his life story. He's waiting for his wife to pick him up because they're going to the airport to go see Nancy Reagan. They were mm-hmm. invited to the White House. So this would have been back right. in the ni- in the 90s. Uh when right. this happened. He he was put into the Hall of Fame in 1991 and um uh, I think he I'm not sure exactly, but I think he died in the mid 90s, 95 96. Right. So, I remember
0: um, that play. Um I remember when they did that play. Is it um, still going on? Is anyone No, a like, couple it, years or something.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know whether she's going to bring it back. I encouraged her to. uh, I would like to get a copy of it. I don't know whether she recorded it or not, but uh, I would like to get a copy of it for the museum to put it on a uh, a disc so that we can, you know, show parts of it. Uh, uh, There's a number of things, but uh, that's just one, one piece of history there. Uh, Another thing that we're doing research on, somebody called in and says, when did the surgeons, or was it the surgeons that wore black and the barbers that wore black, the the, the, uh, smocks? Okay, when did they separate? Uh, Well, I don't know, so we're we're trying to find that out. If there's anybody out there actually uh, listening that knows the difference between the black smocks and the uh, white smocks and when this happened, but uh, supposedly the surgeons wore black and the barbers wore white oh, so, so yeah.
1: all of that happened like in the 1400s so that probably well uh, later no, in, no, in, but was was it 1800 when they separated
2: 1800s, yeah so you have to go you have to go back um so uh, uh like i say there's a lot of a lot of history to be uh um uh, researched and uh but we have a, a tremendous amount of uh of uh material there right now.
0: Yeah. And, There's uh, um another book called Do bald men get half price haircuts by Vince Stanton. Um he does a really good chapter on that on that history where um barbers and uh and uh surgeons separated. -hmm. I don't know if if that particular information is in there, but um, it's a really good chapter. He just kind of what he did is he went around the country to every barber shop that he could find, and um, just kind of wrote a book on his on his research first, and then also his experiences. Okay, Um, it's called. He actually met uh, Mr. Jeffers. Mr. Jeffers is probably most. Uh, I think we have that in the library.
2: It's called Bald Man. Should yep. get ha- half-priced uh, haircuts or something price, like haircuts, that. half yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we have that in the library. I haven't read it yet. Like I can say there's 400 volumes there, and I haven't had time, <laughs> right. haven't had time yeah. to go through. It's a really, <laughs> it's a really good book. It's
0: easy to read. Um, it, it just really stirs something up in you about the history of the of the trade. Kind of, you know, stirs up a passion in you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's good writing, but like I said, he mentioned he mentioned Ed Jeffers. Uh, meeting him at uh, a uh, conference in California for the um, for the Barber Board right. leaders and, mm-hmm. and just talked about how he cracks jokes and everything. And he was. He was a jokester. I mean,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, Ed, uh, Ed used to love to joke around, but he never liked people playing jokes on him. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> did, did he ever write like anything? You can't get a joke him. Bart- did he ever
0: write anything about the jokes? Because just like he collected that, he collected jokes.
2: I have material probably a foot thick of his jokes and stuff. Yeah. And these are things that I would love to put online or uh, in a book or something. But, uh, yes, I have a tremendous amount. I have, I have a lot of his speeches that he did when he would uh, – uh, Addressed the different boards and uh, meetings and things like that through his years. Uh, we, like I said, we have a tremendous amount of stuff in that library of material that Ed wrote and a lot of other people wrote. Um, so the only one that I wasn't. No, he
1: always had some jokes going on when we was at the golf outing. So that's that, that's why that's why I didn't get close to him because I didn't ever want to be the butt of one of his jokes. I always <laughs> <the golf outing. laughs> Yeah, you know, he
2: was he he was a character, and uh, still remembered here that he used to meet every morning down in the uh, wigwam for breakfast. There was about six or eight guys that they would every morning uh, have breakfast together. Well, these guys right. still meet. Uh, unfortunately, you know Ed's not there, but maybe in spirit, and uh, they they still talk about him. And now and then, I'll go in there and uh, uh, I'll tell him I'm taking Ed's place.
1: <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, sure.
2: You sit sure.
1: in, send, send in
2: breakfast with him for a little bit,
1: right? right. Uh, that's but,
2: awesome.
1: And, and
2: go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, but um, like I say, we we have a tremendous amount of material. So anybody that uh, has any other material that they would love to uh, uh, put in the museum or put in the library, it's more than welcome. Yeah,
1: uh, hey, hey, the- hey, you guys. Hey, 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 you guys, I want to say something. Y'all know the barbers on Poters I talk about? I don't know if Mike has, has them up yet. Well, uh, I, I presented Mike with the barbers on poster, so hopefully one day they'll they'll be able to grace the walls of, of the barber museum. So and Mike, if you uh, if they've been settling right. around a little
2: bit. Right now it's still. in the music. right now it's in the library. <laughs> we I need spa- we need space to hang things like that <laughs> and uh uh unfortunately there's a lot of photographs and memorabilia that uh, needs to be put out that we just don't have room for. But uh,
1: now, 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 Mike, is there is there a way we could we could maybe do like a do get some volunteers and do like a day where we could come in and any all Andy, all you have to they, do is they give they me a call and come you know come in and try to catalog some of the things or hang some of the stuff because I, I know it's just you and a couple other people that
2: that are doing. Yeah. Well yeah right now we need yeah we need volunteers that need to uh, uh start cataloging. unfortunately, Ed had nothing written down or in the computer, so we're starting from scratch as far as cataloging concerned, and it's a very tedious job because for a museum, you have to measure uh describe uh, and uh put everything down on paper and then photograph the item and then once that's done we stick it into the computer in what we call Past Perfect program which which is a, a program specifically designed for uh museums that way everything is has an accession number and we know where it is the history of it who gave it to us the whole the whole nine yards wow yeah it's it's a, it's a tremendous amount of work, and it it requires a lot of dedication. It's it's not like you can go up there in a couple hours and just uh, you know do this this this. Each item takes quite a bit of time to catalog, and I have a couple uh, students right now interns that are working on that. Okay, but
1: okay. But I, 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 I was just trying to be some for it. but uh, Mike, we thank you. We've come to the end of another Barber's Zone Radio show. we like to thank everybody that, that listened in, called in, especially Mike for taking the time and blessing us with this information on the history of our trade of barbering and the history of the Ed Jeffers Barber Museum. Y'all, if y'all have any more questions or y'all would like it, hold, hold the mic at the Barber Museum go to the Fish and Barber Zone website, which is barberzone.org. There's, there's a link right there for the barber museum. You can get in contact with him. Um, if you have any information that you'd like to donate, it's there for you to send it to him. And, um, Mike, I appreciate you. And this information that you gave today is, is, is going to help somebody else in their uh, in their barber career and, and hopefully we can get more people out. We can get some funding for the barber museum. That we can get a we can get a bigger space and we can show show off our proud history like they do in all the other trades and Smithsonian and all of that. But ours to be right here in Canal Winchester, you know, just building on Mr. Jefferson's legacy and his dream. So y'all, be sure to join us next week, 9 p.m. Still working on it. It's not in stone yet. We're we're looking to have Mister Howard Warner of the National Association of Barber Boards of America. He's he he he's he's the executive director of the state of Ohio barber board, but he's also on the uh, national board. So um, until next week, y'all, be sure to check us out. BlogTalkRadio dot com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And always, be a blessing to somebody else, y'all. Come get your head right with the Barber's every week 9 p.m. And as we sign off, say Barber love. See you next week. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Chris. And y'all have a blessed hey. evening. See y'all you all next week. Thank you. All right. All right.